Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi. Hello. We're back. This is We Are Starting a Cult, as always. It's true. That's Grand Up Jake. Hello. It's almost ridiculous that we even say that anymore. It's always someone's first episode. It's just sort of implied. You know? It's like you're clicking on it, you know, somehow, some way, whatever app you're using to utilize or you're utilizing to listen to us, I mean. Um, you have to click on us and it'll show you the name immediately. So it's. If you if you need us to tell you what the name of the show is, you're doing something wrong. Well, you know, it's just nice. But it's us. We're it's back. nice to say. We're back as usual on our Friday episodes. We have a brand new episode for you guys today. How about that? It's true, and despite what's in the news, we're going to talk about a fucking lake. Yeah, how about All right. talk about it's being gonna be refreshing. Awesome. We're not going to talk about the Ukraine or anything. It's in Georgia. It's just water. It has it's nothing, just water there. N- there's no one's even fighting for it. Okay, no one wants this piece of shit lake. Yeah, yeah. It's just there. Nobody. It's garbage. It's even garbage when I water. announced it was a lake, I heard Mitch sigh. Oh, thank God. It's garbage water, is what it is. So don't worry. You're gonna you're gonna hear about just a goofy big pool, essentially. <laughs> it's really what it goof, is. Goofy pool. That's like what it is. It, there's not. It's you're gonna see. You'll see for sure. You'll see. Well, uh, do you want to know which lake we're talking about? It's Lake Lanier. Lake Placid with the alligators and Betty White. And I feel like there's so many Lake Placids and like Camp Crystal Lakes and Crystal Lakes everywhere. Yeah, it's just you part know? of the world that we live in. It's just, it's so standard, you know? It's yeah. spooky. Hockey mask murderers and all. But don't worry, we, there are no uh, serial killers on the loose at this lake, as far as we're aware. As far as we can prove. And Betty White's dead, so you know she's not feeding breadcrumbs to baby gators. Um, then There's not even gators, as far as I'm concerned, in this lake. Do you um, think maybe Betty White was buried, like, uh, like mob style, like tied to like a bunch of... like. Uh, Cinder blocks with some uh, chains around her ankles. That should be an option for, like, you know, burial. Called, well, like the Jimmy Hoffa? Like, that's what yeah. you get? Yeah. You just go, you disappear, and no one knows where you are. The Osama, if you Get a you nice will. pair of concrete shoes, and then you just go down. Ah, eh, she's dead. We kind of got past that real quick, so who cares? It's over. Well, you, there's always options. She's gone. We could dig her up and defile her or whatever you want to do. I don't care. It's none of my business. I don't business. think we should do that, but... Good luck. Maybe dump her in the bottom of a lake, but... Good luck. But yeah, this is 
an episode on the wonderful Lake Lanier. How about that? It's true, Lake Lanier. It's um, it's quite interesting. It's got a very, uh, I mean, vivid history, I guess you could say. It's like Lake Baikal in a way, but it's not as old. It just has a lot more interesting aspects than you might think. Yeah, it doesn't you know? have the natural phenomena of like, holy shit, what just a weird piece of land yeah quite the opposite actually because it was a man-made lake yeah it's like a very it's very a reservoir lake. yeah but uh it, it's quite interesting you guys i think you'll enjoy this quite a bit it was uh very interesting to read about and look into it's I, it's not divisive really but there's a lot of different stories that happen there so i i'm assuming we're going to stick a little bit closer to what is corroborated as factual and interesting. Yeah, a lot of crazy shit. And if I miss anything, Grant, just feel free to sprinkle it in. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, I, I have some stuff here. But There's uh, there's some strangeness to this lake, but uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll take it from there. strangeness, yeah. So I hope you are ready. Buckle in. Uh, get yourself a nice glass of iced sunny day. Yeah, come on, kids. We're going to the lake. And, uh, yeah, put on your suntan lotion and let's hit the beach, bitch. Let's yes. do it. Yes. All right. Uh, lake Lanier, it's a man-made lake or reservoir in northern Georgia. As a result of the construction of the Buford Dam. And for some reason, when I hear Buford, I think uh, Wilford Brimley. Buford? Yeah. Buford. Buford. Buford Dam. It's a dam that made this lake. Uh, the uh, It's the largest lake in the state of Georgia at 26 miles long with 692 miles of shoreline covering roughly... 39,000 acres of surface area. That's quite a bit. It's a lot of lake. That's a lot to of to handle. Drink it in if you will. That's a lot. It's fresh lot water, you can do that. It's it's uh it's hot to trot if you will. Um it's ready to for its night on the town. It's ready to be pounced upon. But yeah. that that's a lot. That, that that's we're talking damn near 700 miles of beachfront. Yeah. That is quite a bit of lake. It's a big lake, and it's very twenty six miles. It's crazy, and it's man made, which is it's interesting in and of itself. Like that wasn't supposed to be there, but now it is, and that that's always just interesting in and of itself. Oh, and we'll get into some of the crazier parts of that. Oh yeah. So the lake, though very beautiful and pleasing to the eye, has a dark reputation steeped in death and injustice, and uh, as well as possible hauntings. Think Scooby Doo. That's the best it's, way to Scooby Doo Lake. It really is. It's like me and Mitch watched a Scooby-Doo movie about a town similar to this, and it you'll see at the end that this is almost exactly what we were It's like watching. we were underwater the whole time. Yeah, in a weird way, it's exactly what this is. Yeah. In hindsight, it seems uh, clear that this lake was damned. You get it? Damned as Right from the start. Damned into hell, sort of yeah. damned. But also, you know, the regular damned. Yes, it was that as well. That was my one joke for the episode. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, good. It's all right, though. That's we, exactly what we need. It's Bad okay. jokes make for the best response. They do, because you're looking at you like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Or at least the most response, you know what, what I mean? What's wrong with this guy? Is he, is, he, uh, is he okay? I'm just a guy trying to tell a story of Lake Lanier. Yeah, let's hear so, the Lake, Lake Effect Snow story. There you go. So the story of Lake Lanier begins almost 80 years before its creation with a poem. Isn't that fun? It starts with a poem. Lame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in November of 1877, Georgia-born Confederate Army poet Sidney Lanier finished and published what he thought was his opus. Okay? This it was is the a, best fucking poem I've ever written <laughs> like, in my this life. Is 
what I'm going to be remembered for. Uh, a poem titled Song of the Chattahoochee. You're a Chattahoochee. That doesn't sound like a like a highway side like fucking uh, uh, skin bar or something. A little bit. So, yeah, it sounds like some like a Native American burial ground. The Chattahoochee Commons. Something. That's what I'm thinking. But the poem is a lyrical, triumphant, anthropomorphizing... Uh, ah, fuck. Anthropomorphization of the river on okay. a journey to water crops and provide mills with power on its travel, right? Uh, so this guy, Lanier, he was fine. He was, he was a fine poet, but he was no Whitman, you know, but he got the he got the job done uh, when it came to, like, joyous pastoral poetry. It's not a very good poem, in my opinion. But, in any case, uh, it's this man's association with the Chattahoochee, the river that would later be damned to create the man-made lake, uh, that gave it its name. And isn't that kind of ironic that a lake... That is symbolically uh, the relative destruction of the poet's muse after it's, it's named after the poet himself. Okay. So isn't life just funny that way? Well, in 1946, the U.S. Army Corps, uh, Corps of Engineers, they were tasked with damming the Chattahoochee River in order to create a reservoir for a number of reasons, right? Well, what, what are some of these reasons why we're damaging Some of these this? reasons, you ask. Yeah, what's, what's the concern here, you know? Well, uh, is to provide hydroelectricity. You know, okay. you got to get that hydroelectric. And uh, and for, uh, for flood control of the river. Yeah, those are honestly probably the two most generic reasons to dam, like, a river ever. Yeah, you just got to control the we're gonna flooding. We're going to get some free electricity out of this, and we're going to, you know, control... Where the water goes, we're going to make sure there's no flooding, no damage. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to flood my pants, but I don't want to, like, have to do it. Yeah, it's a regulatory you know I mean? thing. They're, uh, I, I know this sounds super lame, but dams in general are just interesting to me. It's just, it, it's blocking it. Yeah, it's just, like, it's cool. It's like a, you know, like, uh, you guys ever, like, dogs or cats, like, they'll have the water dish that has, like, the automatic dispenser. Yeah. It's sort of like that on a very, very large scale. You like, just a, like a humongous it. scale. Yeah. It's like ah, we don't. We need a little bit of more water. It's you know, it's kind of going a little light here. Just open it up. Let's see what we can get. Divert some of that and uh, call it a day. Yeah. And speaking of needing water, it was also a water supply for the city of Atlanta. There you go. Which so was roughly sixty miles away. That helps. That definitely helps. Right now, you'll have a solid pool of water that will not be flowing away. And it'll always be where you need it to be. Exactly. It's the perfect exactly. crime. But before the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers could, like, uh, you know, go forward with this, the U.S. government had to purchase uh, the already lived on and established land uh, on this enormous area that was to become the bottom of a lake. Right. That you makes know? sense. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, living in that part of the town? It just starts flooding one day. You're like, what the hell's going on? You're and then, like, meanwhile, your on? house is the- floating. Why is the government trying to buy my house? It's like, oh, um, we're turning this into a lake. <laughs> what? I've lived here forever. <laughs> it's like, isn't it kind of obvious? I mean, look around, kid. I mean, no, this will be a new lake. Um, you're gonna need to leave. How about that? <laughs> well, that's kind of what happened. Eminent domain definitely does not help everybody. No, it's true. Uh, so no matter how many videos I watched or articles I read, the only specific purchase that I could find anywhere. Uh, it was the first one. 
And that was of uh, 81-year-old Henry Shadburn, who sold his 100-acre farm for $4,100 in 1948. Okay, okay. Which is like $48,849.92 today. That's not a lot of money. No. That's like not a lot of money at all. No. Even for back then. But, um... You know, this was just the first of many pieces of land that the federal government uh, would purchase over the following two years. Okay, so it started in 46, two years of buying a property. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the end, uh, the government purchased upwards of 50,000 acres of mostly fertile land, like, you know, farmland, that kind of thing, with the intent of flooding the fuck out of it. Yeah, keep in mind, yeah, the fertile land, that's what makes this even more interesting this is usable land that could be turned like for crops that was cattle. being used at the time. It it's not like it was losing its you know like potency is not the right word, but it's not Fertility. like it was losing its ability to be fertile soil at this time. It was still a very lively and action packed area for farming and the farming community. In oh yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that that actually was where they decided. You think there'd be a better place to do that? You know? Yeah, and I mean like. That it was only fertile because of the fucking Chattahoochee, that that the guy what was his name? What was his fucking name? The Hurdy Gurdy. It was man. it was Lanier himself that he wrote the poem about, that they then you know ironically named the lake after. after yeah, destroying was, the thing he loved so much. He was sailing with the songs of love or whatever, you know. Something he was doing some stuff. Um, uh, you know, some of the land even had corporate businesses established on it. Obviously, corporations ruin everything. Yeah, but despite the corporations and rich farmland, the property was selling like stupid cheap, like peanuts. Like it was, it was great. Like one might say, uh, you know, peanuts, but um, fifty dollars an acre apparently. Yeah, it was like the average it was going for, which is fucking nuts. That is absolutely unheard of. That's like Louisiana purchase type prices. Okay. Wasn't that like $23? Yeah, that was like... <laughs> or something like that's that. That's some shit that's like, uh, the guy making that deal clearly did not know what he was doing. Yeah. Or he was just extremely desperate to dump this shit. Yeah, something. Something happened there. Maybe there's some some sort of trickery involved. I don't even know. Think of it this way. Mine is like... I mean, I would. I think it's fair to assume that in... Well, we're going based on like suburbs and subdivisions in uh, the United States of America, I think it's safe to assume that what we'll probably say the average is an acre to maybe like 1.5 acres for just a regular subdivision type house. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's you know houses that are less and more, but I think it's fair to say the average will put it at 1.2. 1, 1 acre. We'll put that as just the, the national average for the sake of argument. Minus, like, the property value itself, your land is selling for under $100. Like, that's insane. Pretty you, fucked up. You can't it. buy Beats headphones for cheaper than that. Okay? You can buy four acres for the price of a pair of Beats headphones yeah, in, you in really this scenario. Can't. You really can't. You could be a land mogul for the same price as, like, I'm going to buy a television. <laughs> like I don't know, like anything. I'm Not gonna, even like a big one. I'm gonna like go it. buy groceries for a family of three and just like call it a day. You know, <laughs> no, I, I have know. land. Yeah, that's that's fucking astronomically insane. Pretty cool. I mean, the government, you know, they're pretty convincing. It seems sometimes, and as one could imagine, in this situation, there were some holdouts. Oh, yeah. okay. Some people just did not want to leave. 
Uh, some people they want to. They refused. All right, every every offer presented to them, they refused it from the federal government. And though there is no like solid records that support this claim, it's said that those who held out had their properties seized and were forced to leave. Yeah, people don't understand. That's like what I just said. Like uh, eminent domain, that's a real thing. And if the government decides that they want your land, there's nothing you can do about that. It's theirs. Yeah, yeah. In the end, it's said that uh, that the number of families displaced by these buyouts could have been up to like 700. Yeah, it's a lot of people. 700 families. We're looking at, we'll say, well, I mean, just again, I'm doing a lot of like rounding up to numbers things right now. At the very least, we're looking at 2,000 people that just did not have their homes anymore. Yeah. yeah. Minimum. Like, absolute minimum. But, I mean, most of them were, you know, paid. They were paid. Everything's fine. But, yeah, some of them did not want to go. Yeah. Uh, Understandably. Yeah, it's true. So, before the beginning of the Buford Dam in 1950, it's said that up to 700 families and 15 corporate, corporate businesses were displaced and over 20 cemeteries were relocated. You move so the headstones, yeah. but not the bodies. No, in most cases, they did move the bodies, but there are some talk of like... Because these are just like fucking family cemeteries, which That's was good. widely accepted at the time. So odds are they did not get all of the bodies. At least Craig T. Nelson doesn't need to go on like his little spiel about that. You know, that was yeah. taken care of. Dude, that scene, the fact that that was a real skeleton, it's crazy. He's like, you moved the headstones. He's so mad. It's like, man. <laughs> you didn't move the body. At this point, you you know, just let it be, I guess. There's nothing you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, we're already in this, you know. Your house is about to be sucked into a portal, so just let, just live with it. Just, just deal. Oh, uh, the Buford Dam, right? It took six years and $45 million to complete. And in 1956, Lake Lanier began to form because the dam was operational. That's kind of badass. Right? Yeah. Uh, It didn't happen all at once, uh, however, because it took like three to five years to reach the full, you know, uh, capacity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, All all that time, it slowly engulfed the once lived in and thrived on lands containing farms, woods, and in some cases, entire towns. Jesus. All right. One example of a town uh, to be engulfed was Oscarville. Goodbye, Oscarville. Yeah. Uh, this it was a predominantly black community uh, that was at the time infamous for a racial trial that took place in 1912 involving two black men that were accused of raping one white woman and fatally beating another. Yep, that's straight out of To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. With little to no evidence, I might add. Um, yeah, it's that's little, usually how it goes. The Atticus Finch was pretty much involved in this scenario. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean that's just common for the time. Like it's very easy to point fingers at the people that can't defend themselves or get a solid defense in any way, shape, or form. So you know, you see something bad or you just don't like them, you're like, yeah, they did this, and you just get rid of them. Yeah, that's nope. just kind of what life was, you know. It is a very suspicious situation, giving the like no proof at all, like ever about this. But well, one white of, guy said it. So one cool. of the men actually that was accused did admit to the crime, and he implicated his half brother as well. Ooh, okay. So okay. who knows at this point? The two men went to trial. They were found guilty, and they were hanged uh, after 21 days. So uh, that's that's like the only thing that this town is known for, Oscarville. Yeah, that's their big thing. at this time at least. 
So, given this event being forever associated with the town, I'd venture a guess that many of the uh, 1,100 residents of the town were displaced uh, for the making of, of Lake Lanier. And they were probably uh, those whose land were forcibly seized. Oh, yeah. I would venture to say by the federal government. Yeah, I can't imagine a lot That's of just money me. was passed through Oscars or Oscarville to, uh, you know, give to black homeowners. I just imagine they were like, Probably this not. is ours now. Yeah. Just live with it. This is ours now. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even tell them. They, yeah, like, they just had to realize they needed to leave. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there, there were entire towns in some cases uh, that make up the bottom of this lake. Right? Okay, so we're moving. Okay. Speaking a little bit on the cemeteries that I mentioned earlier, sure there was like an effort to dig up and relocate every single thing. But like I said, um, odds are they did not get them all. I mean, most of the cemeteries, like I said, they, they were they were family-owned cemeteries, which were just... Yards with graves, Yeah, graves like just in the yard. Uh, it's very likely that, in some cases proven, actually, that there are some graves uh, that remained where they were. It's kind of like how you bury like a dog or a cat in the backyard. And then it you did. find it digging for your new like pool, and you're like, oh, it's the cardboard box with fucking Steve the cat in it. Yeah, with, with shoelace hanging out, and he's fucking bones in there now. Yeah. I don't know why, but... The That's inside how has scratch marks. And, oh, God. That is an interesting thought, though, that you could just have a family-owned cemetery. It's like, yeah, Grandma's dead. Get a shovel. We're going to take care of this shit in the back. I really don't think that they allow that anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's probably not allowed, but you know that happens. Oh, of course. Like, it's just easier. It's like, she didn't want a casket. She didn't want one of them fancy funerals. We just throw her in a hole in the yard and have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. And she might peace. still be there. Bye, Grandma. Yeah, she's she's gone. Uh, this is just one of the freaky aspects of the lake's reputation, right? So let's get into a rather horrifying fact about the goddamn lake, Lake Lanier. Uh, since its actualization in 1956, the number of deaths attributed to Lake Lanier, whether it be from boating accidents, drownings, or cars inexplicably plummeting into the water from the road, it's upwards of 650 and rising. That's a lot of <laughs> accidents. like a shit ton of fucking people dead. That's like a Lake um, Michigan level of accidents, but Lake Michigan is fucking huge. Yeah, Lake Michigan is like an ocean compared to this thing. It like encompasses multiple states. Like, it, you know, it's <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so much of uh, what's attributed to the drownings can be somewhat easily explained, though there are like eerie aspects to them. Like most of the drownings in Lake Lanier are due to the unusual terrain for the bed of the lake. Even for weirder, it, most of the drownings occur on land. <laughs> we don't even know how that happens, but they're just drowning on the beach. There's no way it could be just some sort of murderer of some sort. It's the lake. I, yeah, it's, I swear it. It's it's like when you're rising up and taking action. <laughs> well, it's, so it's like it's the unusual terrain for the bed, right? So, for instance... A, uh, a shoreline can be, uh, you know, waist or shoulder deep at first, and then within a few feet, it'll drop off to, like, a 30-foot depth. Damn. In a mere, like, single pace. So yeah, there's no there's no fucking guessing how deep it's going to be with it each step. Uh, the water isn't exactly, like, the clearest, so no one knows where they're stepping. Yeah, it's hard to... One of those lakes you know, that's kind of murky, It's all hard full to see. of dirt in the woods. Um, I get that. Yeah. I, I imagine a lot of man-made lakes suffer from that issue. 
because and if you're not lining it like it's a pool, you know, like yeah, you kind of just do what you can, and it's not natural, so it's gonna it's gonna have some runoff of dirt and ash and soot and things like that. Yeah, so that makes sense. It's like yeah, it's fucking weird and very dangerous. But but however, uh, many of the victims of drowning in Lake Lanier are said to have been strong swimmers, and most of the drownings took place in perfectly calm water conditions. Interesting. But, you know, I feel like I, I don't think I've ever heard a story of, like, a drowning outside of, like, Jason Voorhees that's like, yeah, he was, like, he was real bad at swimming. I don't know why he was out there. Like, every single one, it's like, how could this happen? He was so good at swimming. You know, like, I've never heard one that didn't mention that also. Drugs, alcohol, a lot of factors. A lot of stuff. Swimming. You know? Um. Maybe you were just goofing, you you know, swimming around, having a good time. Lake Lanier goofing. Something like that, you never know. And they just get fucked, you yeah, know. Yeah, get fucked, kid, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> Strong swimmers drowning, whatever. Well, pretty fucking weird. And that's, uh, you know, it's weirder and honestly terrifying. Survivors of close drownings claim that they felt as though they were being pulled down by unseen hands around their legs. Ah, perfect excuse, you say, huh? So maybe some of those granny graves are, are reaching up and going, like, get down here. They're not even dead yet. Come please. visit me. You never visit me. Please, I've, I've turned into a fish a hundred years ago. Please. <laughs> so, yeah, people think they're being pulled down underneath. Okay, that's uh, a little spooky for yeah. sure. So the same weirdness kind of goes for, like, the boating accidents, right? Uh, sure, like, due to the unpredictable... And rendered invisible conditions of the terrain just below the surface. Many boating accidents are just due to boats colliding with underwater barriers and that kind of thing. Yeah, just, I mean, I guess, for lack of a better term, negligence and recklessness. uh, Yeah. Not being aware of the surroundings and the actual terrain that you're going to be going over. Uh, People, I don't think they get that. Just because boats float... Um, it doesn't mean that they're not affected by what's underneath the surface. Yeah, you can run aground all the time. Yeah, shit happens where you, you know? get caught, and you know things get fucked up. You bump into shit. It it's part of the game of boating, and I I think a lot of inexperienced boaters don't calculate for that. Yeah, but just like with the other thing, there's the, the other side of the coin here. Uh, there, like in a lot of the cases where there are survivors from boat crashes. They claim that there was one large, one-off phantom wave that just appeared. And it capsized the boat and then just disappeared. Now. So this lake is just swallow. It's just slapping these boats inside of itself. Here's the skeptic question, okay? It's like you have a graham cracker on your stomach. You, like, smack it real hard and it goes in your belly button. I've never had that That's occur. what this lake is doing to itself Ever. with boats. I will say this. Now, this is the skeptic side of me, and I also don't know the answer to this, so this could be incorrect, okay? Is it possible that it's uh, because it's connected to a dam and it's not a phantom wave at all, that it's just a rush of water released from the dam? Yeah, but what are the odds that it's going to be a one-off, just a single wave? I don't know. I, that's a good. That's why I'm asking. And then it disappears. It doesn't just continue throughout the water surface. Because I've only I only have physical experience with one dam like opening, um, and it comes out in like one very large surge. So it's like yeah, it, it's one wave, but it's long, you know, because it, it's open for a minute or two. So it's like it it has some power behind it, but 
that's just the that's the skeptic side of me asking that question. You know. So like, no, I totally get it. I understand. But like, the only time that I've seen something like this, like in actuality, is like nature documentaries when they're talking about like killer whales hunting. Uh-huh. Because they can like it, they can swim in tandem with each other in such a way that they can create single waves to like get seals off of fucking glaciers and shit. That's interesting. So maybe there's killer whales in Lake Lanier, or just giant fish, or like fish monsters. There are insanely large fish. Apparently, I think the, <laughs> the comparison that kept coming up everywhere I was like looking for this for research was there's catfish the size of twelve year old boys. <laughs> That's a big catfish. I know it's a huge catfish. Yeah. So what we're looking at, maybe like four around the four feet area, like hundred and ten pounds, give or take. Yeah, it would I mean, break my fishing pole. Yeah, enough to where that's uh enough to where you catch it and you're like, holy shit! I can't believe I was physically capable of making that happen. No, it's true. Like I, this is in my boat, and I can have this. This is mine. You captured a small car. That's true. what happened. It's true. Well, you know, there's weirdness with the drownings. There's weirdness with the boats, all these waves and arms in the lake. Um, So, weird as fuck. But probably the most infamous and storied tales of the lake is that of the Lady of Lake Lanier. The Lady of the Lake. The Lady of the Lake. Lady of the Lake. I feel like this is another one of those tropes. It's like there's always a Lady of the Lake. With every it, lake. Like, with it, if you're going to travel like 500 miles in America, there's going to be a single lake somewhere in there where there's a story that's about the Lady of the Lake. Yeah, that is like, that. that's American culture right there for some reason. Exactly. We love the ladies of the lake. <laughs> we, we love it when they're in there, yeah. Them bitches uh, <laughs> can't get enough of our water supply. <laughs> well, uh, this one has like a pretty long-winded... Not long-winded, but, like, it goes back a while. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Like, this then. story, then, all right? So I like the history of these stories. Yeah. So it was, it was two years after the dam had, like, you know, been uh, been working. So the, the water was rising. It was in 1958, right? Okay. Delia Renee Young. She was driving her friend Susie Roberts uh, to a roadhouse in Dawsonville called the Three Gables. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, Susie was driving, and for some unknown reason, while crossing the Lanier Bridge, what do you know? She lost control of the car. What do you know? That's just a goofy place to do it. <clears throat> Probably the worst. Uh, the only evidence that this happened was a deep set of skid marks leading straight into the water, so it was pretty obvious. They're like, I don't know what happened, but this clearly happened, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like, I think I may know what happened. These people are missing, and there's... There's this now? Come on. I mean, come on. So because it was, it was, uh, what was I reading here? The only evidence is uh, in the water. Because it wasn't until 31 years later that Susie Roberts' 1954 Ford was finally discovered lodged between two trees and deep in the mud of the bottom of the lake. Ooh. 31 years it took them to find these fucking people. That is crazy. That's a long time to not find any evidence. I know. <laughs> other than skid marks, you know? I mean, that could be anything, too. You don't know. Yeah, and this was only discovered in the 90s due to, like, a dredging of the lake to install pillars for a new bridge probably because people were fucking flying off the edge of this one. Damn. Right? Well, uh, one thing to mention here is that a year after the original accident, 
1959, uh, a fisherman discovered human remains while out one morning. Ooh, what a bad thing to discover, yeah, to be honest. That's not what I was fishing for. Uh, the remains were of an individual that could not be identified at the time and was missing its hands and toes. What a, okay. But mostly the hands. I'm def- mostly the hands. <laughs> mostly the hands were gone. The toes were gone too, but it was mostly the hands. Mostly the hands. The hands are more than toes. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the 90s when the vehicle was discovered, uh, the car was found to have had uh, human remains in the driver's seat. Okay. Okay the driver's seat specifically. This is what sparked the connection in investigators' minds, that the remains found by the fishermen decades before, so a year after the original accident, were that of Delia Ray Young. Damn. All right, so they're, they're figuring it out. Uh, it's from this tale that the, the legend of the Lady of the Lake Lanier was born. Lady of the Lake Lanier. How yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The apparition... like a baseball game, and that's like the announcer. <laughs> Lady of the Lake Lanier. Coming up next. It just sounds like a a, a, a siren. Triple L in here. How about that? <laughs> well, uh, was it the apparition of a young woman in a blue dress? Blue like in the a color blue of dress. Water? Exactly like the color of water. It dyed her dress. Uh, so it has been reported to have been seen multiple times walking in various parts of Lanier Bridge. And you know what? Ooh. You know what the telltale sign that this apparition is indeed Delia Ray? No hands. No hands. Handless. This she girl is. and toeless, and she's walking around pissed off. But mostly there's no hands. Mostly. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not no toes, but it's mostly hand action. Yeah, and the lack thereof. Yeah, absolutely. So, there is one other apparition that I read about in this that, that's, like, pretty interesting. The angry right? beaver. It could be, honestly. This one's kind of open-ended. Uh, so there is another apparition that haunts the waters of the lake itself, not just on the bridge, right? That's an interesting thing for a ghost to haunt. It's not in the water, water. either. It's just, on the water. Just water. Yeah. And though it is not quite as storied or widely uh, you know, known as the Lady of Lake Lanier, it is just as daunting and mysterious. It's been said by a handful of people, mostly like fishermen, right? Uh, that a mysterious raft can sometimes be seen on the lake in the late hours of the night. All right. Okay. It is hot, Mitch. Ghost no. raft. Ghost raft. Uh, the figure on the raft appears to be a man standing up, pushing his way across the lake, the lake uh, using nothing but a long pole, right? Ooh. Much like a ferryman back in the day. Yeah. You no, know? that's a fair assumption for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, not only are the uh, late hours of which the apparition appears a bit mysterious, but uh, also the fact that the figure seems to have no problem pushing himself along, you know, with the pole, theoretically pushing himself along using the bottom of the lake. He has no problem no matter what depth the water is. That is interesting. And this lake varies in depth from 2 to 3 feet to 211 feet at its deepest. That's taller than the fucking Statue of Liberty. What a drop-off, too. Like, that is insane. Right? <laughs> That's what I was saying earlier. Like, people are drowning, dude. It's, like, up to your knees, and then you're just 30 feet underwater. 30? You're 180 feet underwater. It's insane. Got more to go. Everything is insane in this lake. Okay. Uh, so some stories claim that the figure was spotted before. Like, one specific instance. Um, 
it was spotted, and then a yell was heard from yeah. that direction. Yep. Yep. It's a skinwalker. It's a spotted cow, bitch. <laughs> what do you mean? Like New Glarus? Oh, spotted. Well, uh, yeah, dude, it's it's a skinwalker for sure. It's probably a skinwalker, but it was he was yelling, he was spotted, and then he was like yelling, and he was he was heard, and uh, the figure could be seen jumping into the water, like Michael Phelps. So he just let out, yeah, 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 the inhuman Michael Phelps. That That's all this problem is. It's stoner just Olympian. He's just getting, he's breaking it in for the next round. Yeah, but those who have seen this claim that the surface of the lake remains undisturbed. And then the raft just disappears. Wow. Right? So everything's just leaving. That is... It's not even there to begin with. That, that's perhaps. quite interesting. I kind of like this. I like where we're headed. He's jumping into the water. There's no rings. No rings in the calm. That, that, that would throw me off more than anything if I saw a guy, or at least what I thought was like a human being, jump into the water and nothing happens. You're just like... Yeah. Wait a minute, where'd that guy fucking go? And it's like the super early hours of the morning, like 2, 3 in the morning. You know these fishermen are drunk as shit. They oh. didn't, like, get up and, like, that's the first thing they saw. They've been fishing all night, and they're just, like, out of their minds. Hey, that is what they get paid to do, is to be wasted. It would freak me out, man. It would freak me out. Well, it's thought that most of the... Uh, it's thought by most that the apparition is an echo of the past. Ooh, you don't back say, when huh? you know, back when ferrymen would transport travelers across the Chattahoochee. I still love that name, <laughs> Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee, baby, Chattahoochee. It simultaneously sounds like whiskey and like a, a recovery center for alcoholism. See, I'm thinking you know what I mean? cheddar alcohol. <laughs> cheddar alcohol. Yeah, like it Cheetos. Me, it reminds me of Alan Jackson's song, "This Country Singer." He's, Which he one? He has a song about, uh, wait, what is this place called again? Ch- well, the Lake Lanier, and it, the river was the Chattahoochee. Yeah, the Chattahoochee. Something about a hoochie-coochie or something. I don't know. Oh, something the hoochie-coochie like man. Yeah, the hoochie the, and the hurdy-gurdy man. The hurdy-gurdy man. Yeah. All these different, different men. Same. Yeah. They all got weird quirks, you know? <laughs> they, it takes all kinds, you know? Ah, uh, but yeah. So you know what? This is kind of the. That's all I had for like weirdness and shit. But there's so much, so much death associated with this lake, and then there's all these fucking like ghosts, and people are saying there's hands dragging them down, trying to drown them. There's waves appearing out of nowhere. But regardless of all this death and general like spookiness of the of Lake Lanier, it's uh, it the lake itself has accrued like a ridiculous amount of money. For the state of Georgia itself. Really? Yeah. Like, based on... It was a study from over 20 years ago. Like, 2000. Uh, the lake and tourism surrounding it uh, bought brought in an average of $5.5 billion to the economy of Georgia. Holy fuck. Every year. I, like, can, I can't <laughs> that insane? comprehend Every that. single year. And not only that, but the Buford Dam itself has provided like millions of dollars in electro, uh, hydroelectric energy, and uh, and this place has got like 122 campgrounds with 1,200 campsites, 68 parks, 10 marinas, and about 8 million people come to visit there annually. 
Good lord. So it has man. not deterred anyone from coming. No, not it's even a It's just eating bit. these people, just regularly. It's sort of perfect, though, because that's what people go to see, you know? It's like, which one of us do you think is going to die on this trip? You definitely... I bet it's going to be Lewis. It's like, I yeah. love a good vacation where you get to go and see weird shit. And that, Those are the best kind me. of vacations. I want to take a minute and talk about the individuals that are feeling as if they're being pulled down into the water. Yeah, what about it? Um, it's well, probably it's, the graves. It's the grandmas. They want visitors. It's interesting because I don't. I don't have an opinion per se. Um, I just sort of want to dissect like what they're saying and feeling because I'm trying to. Well, I'm trying to like understand how that could be without some form of supernatural intervention, but. There are, and it's it's not just a handful of reports. Like that is a significant number of people have had that experience. It's or like something similar. Fewer people have survived than have not survived with like possible drownings, and almost all the people that have survived claim that that is a feeling that they had. Right. So I guess what I'm thinking and trying to understand is what where's that coming from? Because to me. The like the phantom waves, the singular waves that come out and you know can like do some damage. It's killer whales. It it's obviously crazy. Okay, it's obviously not something that is like normal behavior for a lake, but I feel that that one can we can get an explanation for that one from someone who would know, and we'd be like, yeah, okay, I get that. I know nothing right? of hydrodynamics. Yeah, I don't understand you know? how that works. I don't know. Even lakes in general, I'm not sure how they could get such a large current, um, especially it being a smaller lake comparative. I guess I could kind of see it happening with like the unnatural, well, I guess it's unnatural and natural at the same time, but like a terrain that was once above water, that's just like, it could make up of, it could be made up of like hills and cliffs and like different peaks and valleys and caves and that kind of thing. So water running through that could create some weird currents if the dam is being released, right? The, yeah, I, that seems, to some degree. That seems like a hundred percent accurate. I, I know exactly what you mean by that. I have a liberal arts degree, so yeah. I don't know, no, but that I, seems to make me, sense in my mind. You know? I, I'm in the same boat as you, where it's like I feel like what I'm saying can make some sense, but I'm, there's somebody. Chances are this happens every week. But there's definitely someone screaming at this episode right now. Yeah. And you'll probably never listen to another one because of I mean, I, what I said. I thought I was like truly using my degree in saying anthropomorphization earlier. And I didn't even pronounce it right. I so, tried. So think of the irony in that. You tried. You That's know? the best part. Um, but the, the pulling of people and the tugging at ankles is very unique for me. Um First off, yeah, obviously, your mind immediately is going to go towards some type of paranormal phenomena. Because as far as we know, scientifically, dead people are dead. There's no, they're not dead, you know? (laughs) How do you know that? (laughs) I'm so sorry if no one has broken that news to you yet. But there is no way that science can bring back a dead body. Well, I have a little company for you called Alcor that says different. Even then, they're a bunch of fucking hacks. I don't believe a word that they say in that company. Give them your life insurance, Grant. I certainly will not. I they got to give me their their insurance. Information. No, that's true. Another thing I thought that that might be able to be 
or like could be possible explanation is like maybe because I mean I've been in like man-made lakes like swimming and shit not ones that are known for a bunch of death or anything but right your feet do like sink into the bottom and sometimes they do get kind of like suctioned in there okay yeah that makes so sense. maybe it's like not as quite as deep as they might think it is that is an interesting point. But it's still deep enough to submerge them, you know what I mean? Especially with it being so strangely shaped. And it's it's longer than it is wide. And the terrain underneath the water is very all over the place. Yeah. It's very open and light and airy. And then it's very condensed and, and old and dirty. So maybe it does have something to do with that. Um, or, again, I believe it was... Uh, what did I just... What was I trying to say? I have no idea. You haven't said it yet. God damn. I lost my train of thought mid-sentence. <laughs> you know what I did too? Because I was trying to think what I was going to say next. And then you said that. And I was like, wait. I'm uh, so <laughs> infuriated right now. Maybe it's the angry spirits of the 1,100 people of Oscarville that were displaced. It could be. It, Who knows? In a weird way, it could be. Because I'm tr- I'm really trying to grasp funny grasp i'm trying to understand <laughs> why people are dealing with these hands grabbing yeah. them you're really grasping at ankles here dude i am and i can't quite put my finger on it obviously me being who i am and what i'm interested in i You're want grand, it to be yeah. ghosts right <clears throat> that's what i want i want spirits spiritual activity physical touch spirits um but it again i mean and this is so intriguing to me because I'm not certain that I've ever heard a ghost story where a spirit or a ghost or energy that is passed on uh, can operate underwater. You know, that's like very different to me. Well, you haven't been to Lake Lanier. And yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. You know, there's there's plenty of like, uh, I guess, above water stories of like ghosts physically harming Yeah, like, like there's touching, like scratching, poking, grabbing, pulling hair, leaving bruises. Remember the Smurl family? That was crazy. Oh yeah, with the puddles and shit. Puddles. There was uh, there was some sexual things going on. Insane. Yeah, that that is true. Their spirits are oddly capable when it comes to doing what they want to do. It can be done, um, but that it's hard to grasp that. But again, then kind of on the skeptical side, um, I, I completely lost that previous train of thought. So I'm just moving on from that. I really wish you hadn't. Um, but what I'm trying to grasp here besides this is maybe it's just the story, right? You know, we get a survivor of someone that's, you know, a good, strong swimmer, as they say. They make it out, and they tell the story of it felt like someone was tugging me underwater, and they were trying to, like, pull me under. Maybe that story just gained some attention, and maybe that's yeah. what sticks, you well, know? you know, what I also have noticed we haven't really done is we haven't really combined any of these stories that I've told. Not yet. So, no. really, a lot of these people could have just recently been told the story of the Lady of the Lake, and they're just probably like, oh, she it felt maybe her hands are detached, and she's on the bridge, and her hands are doing the dirty work underwater, Ooh. something like that. Okay. They're just like, oh, I, they just told me about all the graves that possibly weren't dug up, and now I'm swimming, so... <laughs> and then I got scared, and it's all fresh in my mind. My heart's racing. Oh, my God, yeah, it's a hand. Yeah, now it's stuck in my head. Um, or maybe it's ghosts. Maybe it is. It could be, and I mean, 
this goes back. We, you know, I repeat this a lot in almost every episode where we talk about ghosts. Um, but it's up the, to you. The idea of energy lingering on in a place where a lot of negative energy was produced or at least present, it it seems to follow that path. Um, yeah, hospitals, for example. Yeah, hospitals, uh, cemeteries. You know, psychiatric like places like, like insane asylums back in the day yeah. you know and maybe that ferryman that people see like pushing himself along the surface of the lake maybe he didn't want to sell his land maybe exactly. being a ferryman was in his you know it was a generational thing maybe and my thought is that clearly there's a lot of bad juju in this entire area um the story of how it was formed was just simply extremely negative um so the idea that spirits can be there is not far-fetched to me. Um, but again, I, I'm really drawn to the idea that they're capable of operating underwater, like some type of mermaid monster, you know? Some sort of swimming entity. Yeah, like a poltergeist that swims, you know? it's That's unique to me. That sounds like some like cool thing that like a spiritual advisor would say. It's like you want your spirit to be a strong swimmer. Yeah, he did. You know, and for some reason he would have about. that accent, and he'd be like from Asia or something. But yeah, it's like he's what, southern. I don't know what this fool's trying to tell me, but it makes sense. Um, and he'd say a, and it'd be all confusing. Come on, just a like Canadian Asian Southern man. Like I don't now, know. yeah, that one I'm gonna chalk up to unexplainable that one's really hard to digest how do you feel about the uh, the waves there the single one-off waves that just capsize boats and kill folks the waves are weird now i am in no way familiar with uh how aquatics work nor am i good at like weather patterns things of that nature so this is just all open speculation from a guy that knows jack shit about any of this okay yeah i am a big fan of dropping large rocks into water when i can that is fun so maybe that had something to do with some of the cases but not all of them surely not all that is certainly a lot of fun i i can't deny that that's it's true that's something it's like an innate human thing it's just like i'm gonna throw things in water yeah dude when we took that trip to wisconsin we just sat on that pier for like 45 minutes drinking single beers and just throwing rocks yeah pretty much and it was amazing it was great um but i guess the skeptical side of me wants to explain the wave in now somebody out there that knows more than i do when it comes to weather patterns and water um is there a way that perhaps it's positioned in such an area of the planet that if wind hits at the right speed and direction that it can create a like surface level wave that can be quite large is that something that can happen do we think well i feel like that's how waves are formed anyway but, but it's it's the I'm one-off saying. aspect of it all but let's say like i'm trying to a good example here would be you know it's a windy day outside you know you're standing around it, you don't want to like have loose leaf paper on you because you yeah. you might lose a it. blustery day as Pooh the bear might say but it's enough to where you could still function you know you could walk around it's not going to blow you over on your side or nothing yeah but let's say you're walking and you get to an area you know you're in a city setting and you're in between two buildings and you're kind of walking down an alley 
and the wind is significantly stronger because of the direction and speed. I'm and thinking of some very specific days in college where I w- literally almost fell over. You know, so you class, know yeah. firsthand that that can't happen. That it, it seems windier in certain areas because of the design, and it's just bad luck. Like, the wind hits at this angle, and it's like, well, you're in a wind tunnel now. Sorry, fuck you. Like, that happens, yeah, you know? this is nature, bitch. So I'm wondering... If it's possible that something like that can happen just based on the geography of Lake Lanier. But do you think it would be from wind or would it be like in the water itself? Well, that, something that causes that's kind it. of, I, I have many different skeptical responses. One would be wind. To me, that seems like it could make sense just from a guy who doesn't know shit about that. Yeah. Um, it could also, you know, like we were saying earlier, I suggested the dam, um, Usually it's it's one very large long wave, but I feel like that's too simple of an answer. It's mostly because with a dam, there's going to be some type of warning system that they're opening the dam. Yeah. Whether it be an alarm or an announcement or a siren, like they will let you know, like, hey, if you're on the lake, like we're about to we're about to unleash the beast here for a second. And like this, the way that this lake is actually set up, like, have you seen like an aerial photograph of yeah. this thing? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a like, goofy looking one. It's like the root system, not root system, but like the stem system of a leaf. Like that just goes for 26 miles in one direction. Like there, it's not, it's going to die down. Yeah. By the time it gets like a couple miles in. And that, yeah, that's why that to me, it doesn't seem, it, it could easily be an explanation, but I don't think it's a, a good one. Um, and then obviously the, the believer side of me wants to think that it is some type of unnatural force underneath the surface of the water, but I, there's nothing to substantiate that other than stories, you know? I can't get the image of the killer whales doing that thing I was talking about with seals and glaciers, so maybe, uh, the, uh, 12-year-old boy-sized catfish have taught themselves, maybe they, you know... Parallel it, thinking with the killers. It really could be because I'm not certain that I'm not certain that the dam would never do that. The wind, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I mean, but, I honestly don't know why the fish would do that either. I don't think they eat people, but um, who knows? But now here, anything is possible on this fucking lake. Here's another skeptical question that has come to me here. Okay. Yeah. Is it possible? And this is something I don't know. I, mean, I have not gotten to see like the entire surrounding area of the lake. Oh, it's beautiful. Is it possible that there is some type of sediment, maybe even trees, that can fall into the water and cause a tsunami-like wave on a very small scale? Is that something that I we feel can think like happen? that would be noticeable enough to where that would be mentioned in the stories of these waves it could be you know it what i mean because be. like it's we're not talking like uh what's that uh, we're not talking like redwood fucking trees like they're just normal ass trees yeah it's just a regular area of the country you know nothing extravagant feel, yeah and i feel like any average size tree wouldn't make like such a big wave to where it would travel to where the person on the boat that it's going to affect wouldn't see the tree that's a fair doing point. that you know that's what a I mean? fair point uh, yes, Who knows? The wave and the pulling, I simply cannot explain. Okay, I just cannot. Um, now, as far as the accidents that don't involve either of these two things, just like the cars going in and stuff like that, this is a very childish idea here. But could it be that 
the maps or the GPS they're using was just not updated for this lake to be here, and they're thinking it's a town, and they just fuck up so miserably. You're, you're thinking this is like a, a Michael Scott sort of situation? Yeah, like he thought it's it was like, road. there's a lake here. He's like, no, it says to go this way. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like it, that's kind of funny. And that had to be the case in at least one instance. I don't think in the case of the Lady of the Lake back in 58, but no, no, but no, no, maybe no. the more recent ones, yeah. I mean, roughly 20 people a year on average, have been dying in this lake. And, yeah, that is insane because I don't know. Well, Actually, while we're sitting here talking about deaths in lakes, I want to compare that to, like, Lake Michigan. Let's talk lake death. Um, yeah, because it's interesting. If we're going to say that 20 people die um, uh, per year on average at Lake Lanier, like, the what total, happens? Yeah. So we're looking at Lake Michigan on average. Um, no, actually, this is not average. 2020 was the deadliest year on Lake Michigan in the history of the lake. How many people? 56 deaths. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 2021, you said? 2020. Oh. Um, so let is me that see. just people losing hope in humanity and doing it themselves, or were the accidents? Um, it, does, it, it doesn't really say. It's just kind of like... Nah, you know, it's nah. like, I'm sure quite a few of those are suicides or at least hopeful suicides. You yeah, know? I don't even know why I'm splitting that hair. I'm, some of the deaths at Lake Lanier are probably suicides as well. Um, So, yeah, they're saying, at least when I'm able to look just very cursory, it looks like anywhere between 40 to 47 a year is sort of what the average is for Lake Michigan. Now, obviously we could say, oh, well, that, you know, that evens out. It certainly doesn't. Because the size of Lake Lanier and the size of Lake Michigan are two very different things. Very much so. Um, it would be a it would be a task for certain, but you could swim across Lake Lanier without assistance, if needed to be to be done. You know. Yeah. Lake Michigan, I would I would certainly not recommend that. I um, think people have done it, but they trained for years. Yeah, and it's. Even if you ask them now, probably they'd be like, oh, don't do that. It was awful. Yeah. So you know, they probably had a helicopter following them the whole time. 20 is an extremely large number for that to happen. Um, So I don't know. And, I mean, it's funny because this isn't one of those stories that I'm immediately like, oh, it's haunted, you know? Yeah. But it, you almost can't write that off either because it is – it's very circumstantial and very weird, so I don't know how to feel. A lot of moving parts to it. A lot of the locals think it's haunted, but you know what? You, you, what do you think? Email us. Yeah, what do you yeah. guys think? What do you think you about this um, lake? Do you know anyone that's you know been there and had any funky experience maybe at all? Um, maybe you're one of the people that survived. I don't know. That'd be crazy. Definitely let us know if that's the case. And if you're also one of the people that didn't survive, email us. Tell us your story. True. Startacult at gmail.com. But, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to go out and say that there, there's something weird going on at Lake Lanier. There's no way to say that there isn't. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's Sidney Lanier himself uh, who cursed the, the fucking lake. It could be. Because of what know. they'd done to his love of a river. You never know. Who knows? But it is, uh, it's one of those very subjective topics that doesn't 
doesn't quite sway anybody one way or the other, but the more you think about it, the weirder it gets. Yeah, it just makes you go like, hey, look at that. Like, this is fucking strange. Well, what do you know about that? But I uh, I think that's the episode today. That is the episode. Just a nice, chill episode about a lake. It could go either way, but either way, it's beautiful. It is. It's looking is. real good. So, with that being said, that's our episode on the Lake Lanier. That's our episode on Lake Lanier today. How about today. them apples, guys? The apples are good. Certainly go check it out if you have the option to do that. Maybe don't go swimming. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Georgia, who knows? Let's go down there, maybe. Yeah, go see what um, it's all about. Grab some peaches. Go Georgia to Lake Lanier. Peaches. But Hang uh, out with Rick Grimes. Yeah. Oh, God. I hate to meet that guy. He's what a dick. He just has a gun. He's pointing it all the time. Uh, we're starting a cult that's grand up, Jake. You just pointed at me real aggressive. But, um, yeah, we're we're starting a cult. You can follow us on all the shits, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you can also email us, like I said, at startacult at gmail.com. And there's a Patreon link below. And you can listen to extra episodes we record bi-weekly. And uh, we have shirts. And if you are a patron, we can give you shirts. That is true. We have that capability, and we will do it. It's true. And we have a cool little topic coming up for the next couple of weeks that we think will be fun. Yeah, it'll, right. be, it'll be interesting. We're kind of going back to some of the roots of the show, I'd say. Let's say uh, it's out of this world. Yeah, we're definitely going to yeah. be having some fun with that. So, That's true. Um, pre- prep yourselves for that. We're going to be cracking a new series next week. And uh, enjoy the rest of February. It How starts about that? with an R. Yeah, so uh, the end of February is coming, so we'll see you See you in March. Yeah, see you in March, you guys. Lousy uh, March weather. Smarchin'. Bananas. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.